Hello and welcome to the Tech Authority Podcast, episode 28. We are going to be talking about a few different things today. We're using Facebook Live Audio at the moment to stream this live onto my business page, Aussie IT Solutions. Uh, we're going to be talking about Facebook Live and how to access it. We're also going to be talking about the Intel Core processors that have just been released, not for PC, but for Mac as well. And we're also going to be talking about the new gaming convention that's been out for a little while. You may have heard of it, E3. It's back for another year. And we're going to be talking about what to expect from some of the big brands that will be coming to you at the event. So let's talk about Intel. First of all, Intel have been around for such a long time. They've developed computer processors and motherboards and all sorts of different things that have been coming out for quite a long time. They've been in the computer industry for such a long time that uh, they're very well known. And pretty much every machine, especially in the business world, is most likely using an Intel product at some stage. In previous episodes, we talked about the Intel processors and we talked about the range. They've recently released a new range of processors. Not only do you have your basic entry level from the i3 and the i5 and the i7, now we've got this new processor called the i9. And this processor is mental. Like the amount of power that it is going to have to what it was previously is enormous. This new processor in a desktop, not a laptop, but in a desktop, has 18 cores and 36 threads, which is enormous amounts of power. Uh, The cache is much better. What will you be able to do with this stuff? Or this processor anyway? Well... What you're doing is you're maximizing your performance. Now, I've got what what I have in this box here. I have an i7, and this is a hex core, or six cores. Uh, and this computer does exactly what I want it to do. But the new processor is three times as powerful as what I've got in this box right now. So the performance for this is going to be bigger and better. The things that you can do with this will be able to... Uh, do CAD without any lag. You'll be able to use virtual reality. You'll be able to stream and broadcast in 4K, which is massive. Uh, Basically, all you're doing is pushing everything to the extreme. So if you wanted to uh, render 3D effects, edit videos, you can do all that. You can compose soundtracks and all sorts of stuff on here. And you can overclock the machine to allow it to broadcast or to to do anything that you want it to do with so much power. You're basically limitless in what you can do, unless it blows up, which is highly unlikely, uh, depending on how you set it up. But the performance benefit is massive. Uh, If you wanted to do live streaming video and play games at the same time, you could do that with no problem. No hassle whatsoever. That's what the ability is given to you with the new processor for Intel. Now, not only is this in the PC, this is also available in a Mac. Now, I'm not sure if how many of you actually watched 
the new um, Worldwide Developers Conference that came out the other day. But there was a few uh, programs and things that were featured, like Anchor, for example, uh, and they were talking about what they were going to do with the whole new processor that Intel has brought out, which Apple will now utilize. And they have been for, for the last five or six years. Uh, and this will allow the same type of benefit on a Mac as what you're using on a PC. Like if you're doing live video or editing video and doing all sorts of stuff with video, Mac is perfect for that. You've got Final Cut Pro, you're going to have a lot less lag time, you're going to be able to do the things that you want to do in high resolution at 4K, which is huge amounts of power. Uh, What does this uh, allow you to do? So let's talk about the new iMac. Now, the new iMac has 8, 10, or even 18 cores in a Xeon processor, which is basically server-level type of processor. Uh, it has a turbo boost up to 4.5 gigahertz, 42 meg cache. Uh, it has a huge amount of graphics with a Radeon Pro Vega, 11 teraflops on a single precision, uh, 22 teraflops on half precision, and 8 or 16 gig of high bandwidth memory. Basically, you're going to be getting about 400 gigabits per second with your memory bandwidth, which is massive. So not only will you be able to play games, but you'll be able to do, use virtual reality with no issue, uh, which means you've got the capability of going all the way up to 128 gig of RAM in the Mac, which is virtually unheard of. So if you wanted to visualize, simulate, render huge 3D models, you can do that now on a Mac. Before you were restricted with only... Uh, I don't know, six or eight process or cores. Uh, now you've got plenty of uh, room to do that with, which is amazing. Uh, 128 gig of RAM. I don't know why you would need that, but if you're developing games, then yes, you're going to need that. And it also comes with a four terabyte solid state hard disk, which has three gigabit per second throughput. That is pretty big. Uh, lots uh, of video performance. And uh, they got some really cool uh, things here that uh, most companies aren't really implementing at the PC level. Uh, you've got four Thunderbolt 3 USB-C ports uh, up to 44 million pixels in the display. And you've got a 10 gigabit Ethernet card. Now, for most people... Most people won't actually use that, considering that your uh, internet doesn't even support 10 gigabit yet. Most likely your Ethernet router or your ADSL router will support either 100 megabit or 1 gigabit. But 10 gigabit is massive and the throughput for that is huge. If only we had decent internet out here that we could utilize that properly uh, so it will also support one gigabit 2.5 gig and five gig link speeds as well so that's a lot of power in a mac it's got a 5k display retina uh, which is massive um, it's 43 percent brighter one billion colors uh, 
uh, support for 10-bit spatial and temporal dithering, which is pretty cool. And that's about it. It should be a, a fairly interesting device, although it's going to cost you a huge amount of money for the Mac. If you're willing to pay for it, you're probably looking probably close between, I don't know, six to eight grand, maybe, maybe more, uh, depending on how much your bank balance has in it. Uh, so there's a lot of cool things coming out of that. Now to the E3 concepts. So E3 has been around for such a long time. It's the gaming conference. It's a big thing each year, especially if you're a gamer and you like to see what's coming out in the world. Now, next week is when it all comes out. There's video games, and it all happens in LA. Uh, lots of game country uh, companies will be out there telling them telling the people what's coming, and we're looking forward to seeing what's coming out. There's going to be a EA conference, although EA isn't officially part of the E3 world, uh, but they're the publisher of the Star Wars games, Need for Speed, and a myriad of sports titles, uh, such as EA Play, uh, FIFA, NBA Live, uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2 and Need for Speed Payback. Battlefield 1 as well, uh, which will be pretty cool. Uh, they're going to be doing some stuff with uh, Mass Effect and Bioware, and uh, some more Star Wars projects from Visceral, who uh, did uh, Dead Space, and Respawn, who also did Titanfall. Uh, what else is there? Obviously, Microsoft are going to be involved, and we'll talk about them a little later. Uh, Bethesda, We'll be coming out with some stuff as well. New games for not only Fallout, uh, Elder Scrolls, uh, but they've got a few new ones coming out. Most recently, Doom, Dishonored 2, and Prey. They're probably going to be the uh, well-known games that you know. Uh, Machine Games is one that they're bringing out, uh, similar to Wolfenstein in a way. Uh, They've also got an update for Quake Champions, Elder Scroll Legends and Elder Scrolls Online. Rumor has it that the company will finally give a good look to, at Skyrim for the Nintendo Switch. So that'll be interesting. That's a, a big product as well. Ubisoft, they're another big game company, well known at the uh, E3 for releasing games such as Assassin's Creed. And after the movie got released last year, there was no game for last year. This year... There could be a new Assassin's Creed game, which will be pretty awesome if that's the case. I am already looking forward to that if that's the case. Uh, There's also Far Cry 5 and a South Park game coming out, which will be pretty cool. Uh, Sony have a few games coming out as well. They've got two big games coming out. Uncharted Lost Legacies, Days Gone, Spider-Man and Detroit Become Human. Uh, It's probably a bit more than two, but that's okay. Uh, And they got some uh, new games coming out for Nintendo as well, uh, following Nintendo's Zelda of all time in E3 in 2016. Uh, There's probably going to be a new Super Mario Odyssey, which is what it's called, I believe. Uh, It's hard to predict what they're going to bring out because they haven't really released a huge amount for it. But uh, a few new Switch games, ARMS, Splatoon 2, 
Pokken Tournament DX. So that's going to be a big release. Uh, the Nintendo Spotlight will probably be streamed on Nintendo's website at 2am Wednesday, June 14. So look out for that. There's also going to be broadcast on uh, Twitch as well. Now the big one, Microsoft. Now, Microsoft last year said they're bringing out a whole brand new console for the holiday this time around. And it was called, codenamed, Project Scorpio. Now, this is a massive, almost like a PC in a way, kind of like what's happening with all the Intel stuff for the Mac and PC. Uh, Microsoft have started to create some uh, decent ground and should give some really good competition to the uh, PlayStation 4. Now, some new games that are coming out. Crackdown 3, Sea of Thieves, State of Decay 2, and Cuphead, outside of the Xbox space. And there should be some new information regarding uh, Minecraft and gaming on Windows 10 as well. Now, all of that's going to be pretty good. The Project Scorpio device is huge. I think I've talked about this once before in um, previous podcasts. Uh, This Scorpio, the engine, has 6 teraflops, 320 gigabits per second of memory bandwidth, and advanced custom silicon. The Scorpio engine is the most powerful console gaming processor ever created. Uh, It's got true 4K gaming, 12 gig of DDR5 RAM, So basically what you can do is use HDR the whole time. It allows for 4K, UHD, and Blu-ray and DVD uh, for playback. Uh, It's also got one terabyte of hard drive storage, which is probably a little bit small. So I don't know how you're going to expand, but maybe with the USB ports that they had last time, maybe you can input a uh, USB hard disk and expand your drive size, if that's possible. It's also got a 2.3 gigahertz custom CPU. So I wonder if it's got like another Intel uh, processor in there for gaming. Who knows? Okay, well, we're coming up to the final part of the podcast. The last thing that I wanted to talk to you about was the Facebook Live audio side of things. Now, I'm still broadcasting here at the moment on Facebook Live. And to get into Facebook Live, it's the same thing that you do. You open the post, you see your video icon, and not only will you be able to see the video icon, but you'll be able to see a microphone-only option as well. Now, currently, this is only available on the Android platform. So if you have an Android device... You're one of the first lucky people to actually start using Facebook Live Audio. I believe that it will be coming out for iOS soon enough, and I have no idea if it's even going to get onto the uh, Microsoft platform for Windows Phone. But we shall see. Thank you very much for tuning in, if you did tune in on the live stream, and we'll be back next week with another episode.